0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the NBA Sports Ethos DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined, as is going to be the case every week going forward, by my friend here, a new friend here, Kenny Taylor. Uh, Kenny, man, we have an exciting five-game slate uh, for Tuesday to break down here, and I like quite a few of these games, man, but, uh, you know, we were talking a little bit coming on. Uh, we've got a total for almost each every one of them already, so that's good. We have some info uh, that we can help to uh, to help us make these decisions. But um, first and foremost, I want to talk a little bit about some injury news that we want to stay on top of. I want to talk I want to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. We have Desmond Bain being doubtful. Uh, John Morant is not on the injury report, so he should be playing, and we've got Jaron Jackson Jr. returning probably. He's going to aim to return on Tuesday. He's been upgraded to questionable, but, so keep an eye on that, but you should expect him to play. We've also got Nur- Nurkic as questionable, but he's probably trending towards playing because he was a game-time decision last game, so I'm assuming as we get you know, through the day on Tuesday, he'll be ruled in. We've also got Ben Simmons questionable. Ben Simmons sucks, but uh, we can look at some of those uh, Brooklyn Nets, uh, you know, value guys a little bit more. And I do like quite a few of them, Kenny, so we'll talk about that. And the last one I got here is Trey Jones. He didn't play tonight, uh, but he's probably going to be questionable again. He's dealing with a stomach illness. Um, but, you know, we we need to look at that. I know you said you were watching that game. We need to look at that box score and just really see how things are breaking down for the uh, Spurs without Trey Jones there. Did I miss anything that, uh, that we should be looking, keeping an eye on here? Um, Outside of some Clippers news, that's always
1: up in the air. It seemed like Mm -hmm. you touched on all the big injuries when you were the monitor,
0: Lamar. Got it. And you said Clippers, so let's just jump right into it, man. We do have the (laughs) Dallas Mavericks and the Los Angeles Clippers. That's at 7.30, so that's actually the second game starting. But we can start there, man. Let me ask you, because I do have some interest in Luka Doncic in this matchup. He is expensive as heck on this slate. He's way more expensive than the next expensive guy at 12.8. But I think I want to play a little bit of a man, because I think that he uh, likes to take it to this Clippers team. Am I crazy? Is this, is this too expensive for this guy in this slate? i um, speaking from
1: a longtime Clippers fan. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm looking at um, attacking this slate with Luca as well. Mm-hmm. I know 12 eight is a little bit of a you know a little bit of a price tag, a little bit of sticker shock, especially for a five game slate. But I, I really do feel like this is going to be a spot where Luca will give you about 55 to 60. PRA Mm -hmm. alone And about 70 DK 80 DK points Mm -hmm. But one player On the other side of the ball That I actually do like since I am a Clipper fan And he (laughs) He has been doing um, pretty well For us Mm -hmm. as of late Is um, Mm Zubak For 6K I believe Um, I feel like if you are trying to find a run back From this game Zubak would probably be the best bet
0: a bit as well, I do like some Zubac, and I do feel like people sleep on him quite often. But yeah, he's been playing lights out this season. Um, you know, as long as the Clippers, they haven't even been playing Robert Covington that much, so uh, it's really just been Zubac holding down that center position. And um, I mean, he's getting 25, 30 minutes a game, and he's he's just killing it there. So I I do like that call. Um, obviously, nobody on Dallas really you know is much to worry about down low. Uh, they've got like Dwight Powell playing minutes now and, and stuff like that. So. Uh, nothing over there scares me away from from Zubac, so I like that call. Um, but yeah, dude, you did say just, You know, I, I think I'm gonna play him in quite a few lineups just because he just loves this matchup. He wants, you know, I I know after that uh, playoff series, he just seemed to be out for blood for those Clippers, man. So I'm I'm expecting him to go off in this one for sure. Uh, sorry, sorry to tell you that, Kenny, but <laughs> I think he will. But you know, the Clippers may might still win, so we'll see. Uh, but anyways, let's uh backtrack a little bit here. <clears throat> and talk about the first game on the slate. And I already lost my place here, uh, of course. But uh want to help me out? What is that? <laughs> Oh, it's the yeah, Memphis Grizzlies in uh, the New Memphis Orleans, New Orleans. There, you go. there you go. I had to get to the right screen. Okay, 6.30 p.m. That tips off. Um, who do you like in this game, man?
1: Um, I, I need to wait on the Zion news. But if Zion's out, I'm going to be looking at uh, Valanchunas for 7-2. And also Larry Nance for 4-7. Um, with Zion out I want to say Nats had about 20 minutes Last game And he was able to produce um, About 20-24 DK points And Valanchunas Against Memphis Especially if they're going to run out A lot of Steven Adams mm-hmm. I really do feel like Valanchunas People always forget But he could space out the floor quite a bit mm-hmm. And going back to the Clippers I remember last year When he put 7-3 um, pointers up on the Clippers. And I felt like with Adams out there, that's going to be a good spot for him to get about five to six three-pointer attempts. And he always going to give you the rebounds, blocks, and steals as well.
0: Um, yeah, I, I definitely think uh, that's true. Let me... Um you know, we hit on this game already, but let me ask you this here. I'm actually going to be fading Spencer Dinwiddie on this slate, and you didn't mention him in this game here, so I'm guessing you're not going to play him either. But at 6,700, this guy's been putting up 41.75, 52, 49 DK points the last three games. Are we crazy for faith in this guy? I mean, is this guy going to keep going off? I mean, why? Why? Let me ask you this: Why don't we believe in this guy? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um i don't know um ever since new jersey i I mean brickland i never was really much of a fan of him especially in this matchup luca has way too much usage for Mm -hmm. you to really actually you know get a second usage guard because even last year when Brunson had a good game um i would always fade him whenever luca came back since Mm -hmm. that usage rate is always going to be skeptical So when it comes to, like, a secondary piece from that game, I feel like your, you know, um, catch-and-shoot shooters would be the best bet. So Tim Hardaway, um, even Reggie Bullock would be players I would play over
0: Dinwiddie, despite him, you know, having a good week or two. He's been crushing it, but I just can't—I can't believe this guy's going to crush it continually. But anyways, sorry to to ignore the Memphis and New Orleans Pelicans game. I honestly, I think I'm a, pretty much a pass on this game, honestly, unless Zion Williamson, like you said, does you know sit out. Then I've got some interest in some of those other guys. I might go some BI or I might go some CJ just because one of those guys going to have to step up with him out there. Um, I do like your Jonas call. Uh, he's the guy I think going to have kind of low ownership, so it makes you a little bit unique out there also. So I think 83 of those guys are definitely rosterable if Zion misses. But if Zion does play i really don't like too much on in this game honestly um you know i think you can throw some john morant out there uh because cj really doesn't play any defense so that's about it i mean i don't really just i'm probably not gonna end up with a a lot of these guys honestly but moving on let's talk about the new york knickerbockers and the Utah Jazz kick it off at 8 p.m. I got a lot of interest in this game, my man. And uh, first and foremost, I think you mentioned him last time we were on the pod, or maybe it was another one of the co hosts, but uh, I got to roster me some, some Julius Randall. 8,100. Utah gives up the second most points to opposing centers. And people are going kind to of overlook that because uh, Julius Randle is listed as a power forward. And so he's listed on there. I think it has like 11th on there as the opposing defense. But really, when he plays on offense, the, the position he's playing is more so a center position, you know, in the post, bullying people down low. And if we just watch Joel Embiid just absolutely crush this Utah Jazz team, if they're going to continue to play Kelly Olynyk big minutes, then that, that same thing is going to happen with Julius Randle. So I like Julius Randle at 8, 8,100. Uh, are you in, in on that play or out on that play? I'm definitely in on that play as well. And yeah,
1: that was me last time talking about um, Randall Mm -hmm. being in a good spot. And with a 230.5 total Mm -hmm. and at 8,100, I do love having um, Randall in my lineups on DK. But what I'm in love with more is actually his points and rebounds prop for 28.5. I feel like that's way too low Mm -hmm. against a Utah team. Um, but outside of that, I have no interest in any other Knicks in this game. What about really?
0: you don't like Brunson sixty eight hundred?
1: No, no. Um, uh, when it comes to the guards, mm-hmm. I'm in love with all of the jazz guards. And mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm gonna sprinkle at least one of them in all of my lineups. Clarkson at six three, Conley at five eight, Sexton at four four. New York is atrocious when it comes to giving up points, fantasy points and real life points to mm-hmm. both point guards, and shooting guards throughout the
0: season. Yep, you're right about that. I've got Sexton on here pretty much marked as, like, you know, must play, so I, I agree with that. Um, I do have so I don't know if you mentioned Beasley at 4,200. I uh, feel like he can be a bit of a pivot off of Sexton because I think Sexton is going to have quite a bit of ownership out there. So uh Beasley's a few hundred cheaper. He's a little bit of a pivot. He's been on a heater. Um, I don't think he can buy into that completely. But I do think that, you know, if he does continue to go off, he's putting up, you know, 30 plus DK points. So 4,200, that's some value for you there. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to have another guy later that we're going to talk about, too. So I feel like he's going to have, I wouldn't say like very low ownership, but I feel like he's going to have lower ownership than than people might think because he's been on that heater. I've also got uh, some interest, uh, Kenny, in Laurie Markkinen at 7,500. And I've been fading them all season, but, I mean, against this, you know, New York defense, I mean, the New York defense just doesn't exist. They're just not very good. So uh, you already mentioned that. Usually it's guards that cook them, but, I mean, Laurie has been pretty much matchup proof this season. Uh, he's put up a few duds, but, I mean, he's played, like, what, 11, 12 games this season. He's put up, like, two duds. So um, pretty good win success rate there for him. I feel like he can uh, do some work here against the New York Knicks. So I will have a few shares of him as well. Um, but let me pause here while we're in the middle of this and tell you guys about that DFS passage. You should definitely go get so you can talk to you guys like me and Kenny uh, in our discord server and wherever in our forums on our sports website. We'll give you all the best plays up to the minute. You got our, you know, uh, injury report that's always up to the minute with the latest news. Uh, it's only 4 dollars right now for that DFS pass, so go sign up for it, and also uh, check out the Ethos 360 pass, which gets you the wager pass and the uh, fantasy pass as well. And the wager pass, uh, I've been killing it, Kenny. I know I've been tooting my own horn. I hate to do that, but 11-3 the last five days, I'm going to continue to toot my own horn. I only have one-on-one today, but I won on units, so boom, go get that. Uh, start winning money with me and with Kenny, uh, guys like that. So, Anyways, let's move on. Let's go talk about uh, – I'm going to let you take the, take the reins on this one. Let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets and the Sacramento Kings. Who are you liking in this game, man? This, might, this is probably my favorite game on the slate, so I'm going to shut up. Who are you liking? Uh,
1: I'm, I'm loving Sabonis in this spot for 9-1, mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: especially if Claxton is out. And if they do give a whole lot of minutes to Morse, I feel like Sabonis could um, repeat what he did last night. And actually gets you close to a triple double in this game.
0: Yeah, I think um, I think uh, it was either I don't think it was you. I think it was Lee, uh, the other pod co- podcast host. I was saying he's the biggest guy on the on the court. He's going to be the biggest guy on the court, so he's going to bully people, going to grab rebounds, uh, especially if Claxton is out. Yeah, I absolutely love that play. Uh, I'm going to throw out also, I mean, I like Darren Fox also at 8,800. Uh, I think if you want to pivot off of uh, Demonte Simones, who's probably going to have higher ownership, you can have some Fox. He's been killing it uh, this season, and he looks like the clear go-to guy over there. He had a huge fourth quarter in their last win, which I watched. I'm, I'm big on this Kings team, so I watched a lot of their games. So I do like some Darren Fox at 8,800. I think he's going to have uh, a bit of a lower ownership. Um, but my favorite play, Kenny, is going to be on the other side of the ball on the Brooklyn Nets, and it's going to be Mr. Seth Curry, assuming he plays. He is questionable right now. But if he does play at 4,200, another guy that's on a heater, killing it, shooting it, you know, shooting the lights out. Um, but I really think that the Brooklyn Nets absolutely need his spacing on that offense. He's just uh, the cog that they need to, to, you know, help them win games. So 4,200, I like him a lot. Now, if he does sit, I'm also going to throw out there some Utah and some uh, Cam Thomas. Uh, in that order. I think I have more interest in Utah just because of the pricing than I do in Cam Thomas. Cam's getting a little bit too expensive for me, but uh, but I do like those guys if Seth Curry sits. So how do you feel about that trio of Nets? Uh, oh, you cut out on me. Kenny. you still there?
1: Hello. Oh, yep. There you yeah. are. All right. Um, when it comes to Curry, I do have interest in him, but I feel like the best shooter on the court for the Nets would probably be Harris. Um, I know it hasn't been like that lately, but mm-hmm. if you look in at before his injuries, um, he was probably one of the most deadly three-point shooters in the league at the time. Um, but outside of that, I really don't have any exposure to the Nets, but with the Kings, I actually do have interest in two players. Um, yeah. The first one will be Harrison Barnes for 4,700. He's actually been playing surprisingly well, and if you give him 30 minutes, he can get you about 30 DK points in this spot. And for a GPP play, I do think Terrence Davis is worth taking a look at for 3,100. He's been getting pretty decent minutes. He typically is shot dependent, but lately he's been giving you a couple rebounds per game. I think um, in the last game he got you sets two games ago, he got you about five um and for 3100 he's been giving you about 15 to 18 dk points in the last five so that's a nice little thing if you're trying
0: to load up on a couple of the stars to the, tomorrow night yeah if you want to go with stars and scrubs you got to get those cheap guys so I, I do like that call um i'll throw out there also 3600 uh edmund sumner um didn't have a great game last game but he had a couple of games in a row where he had like 27 30 dk points now his shooting was really incredible in those games so i'm not expecting him to Repeat that, but at 3600 if he can get you, you know, 19, 20, 21 DK points, then you're you're really cooking there. But uh, your call might be better because it's a cheaper guy, so there's less risk involved there at 3100 But uh, But, yeah, I do like some of those cheap uh, Brooklyn Nets guys. This is just a good uh, game environment. Anytime the Kings are playing, there's going to be no defense. So <laughs> I like to play pretty much anyone that's playing against the Kings. And, uh, and the Brooklyn Nets are kind of the same way. It's just, like, going to be up and down the court and, uh, and pretty happy. Fast-paced, I think so. Uh, all right, but let's talk about that last game on the slate here. It's the San Antonio Spurs who are on the second half of back-to-back against the Portland Trail Blazers, and that starts at 9 p.m. Uh, Spurs are playing. Well, they're playing right now, I think, or no, earlier tonight they played, and uh, we're missing Trey Jones. So, any takeaways from you know Trey Jones being out? I know they they started so- Sohan, and obviously Basil was there uh, playing guard. Um, but any other takeaways that you have from, uh, you know, their, their rotation without Trey Jones in case he does sit?
1: Um, if Jones, well, even if Jones don't sit, um Baked actually been playing a nice little role. He was actually on pace to getting a double double in this game. And I believe he's minimum price on DK. I didn't look at it. Like I said, I was watching the game. Um, but the one player that actually surprised me getting a good amount of playing time this game was actually Um Bassi um, seemed like, since they are on a back-to-back, he might actually get an increased role in this um, upcoming game. Um, yeah. Yeah, out, outside of that, I can't really tell you too much. Um, you never know what Pop
0: is going to do on this thing <laughs> season with his lineups he's gonna pop us all and sit somebody i'm, I'm sure of it because that's just what he does but no you're right man i am i've got bassy circled here on my on my player list also in my player pool i love him a lot i liked his game a lot in in philadelphia i'm a little surprised they uh let go of him it, it could be one of those cases i uh, you know where i'm looking more like a fantasy angle he is a point per minute monster uh and in real life he's not necessarily a great player i mean it's definitely those situations right where you look at like a um uh that Mo, uh, mosley kid or that was you know over in okc um you know it's just these guys put up big numbers but they don't necessarily contribute to winning basketball. Man, the Spurs are getting blown out, 72 to a 111. So that's a lot of fun there. Um, but no, I do like um, I do like quite a few Spurs here. I think you know, especially we have to keep an eye on that, and especially if Trey Jones Jones does sit. But I'm gonna circle uh, both Bassy. I've got like you said. I've also got Josh Richardson at 4200 if Trey Jones sits. I'm actually I was trying to find his line tonight to see how many minutes he played. And it looks like he played 23. He shot 3 of 12 from the field, of course. So he had a really crappy game from the field. But he got 12 uh, shot attempts. That's the key takeaway there. And he had three assists and five rebounds. And he's only uh, 4,200 on the slate. So, you know, I'm I'm thinking there's a lot of upside with that play. Uh, Again, this is only if Trey Jones sits. But if he does, I I like that play a whole lot. On the other side of the ball, I actually have some interest in Anthony Simons. At 7,700, Kenny, and I'm curious to see what your thoughts are on that. I think this is a game environment against a team that, you know, again, doesn't play a lot of defense, probably going to be maybe missing somebody or having somebody maybe a little less than 100% of Trey Jones uh, if he does play that. I think, you know, it's it's something where uh, every Simons can take advantage of it and score some points. How do you feel about that?
1: I'm actually the exact opposite on you with that play because I actually Mm -hmm. have a lot of interest in Damian Lillard Mm -hmm. in this matchup since – Ever since the last game he played, I want to say, what, 50, 60 DK points Mm -hmm. after a week off? And against a team playing a back-to-back, I really do feel like this is a double-double spot that we could find Dame in. So you could get yourself a nice little 30-10 and game from Dame in this spot for 9-9 at a pretty low ownership since a lot of people have been attacking Dame lately. (laughs)
0: That's true. That's true. And uh, that's the kind of, uh, you know, value and, and the kind of uh, opportunity we're looking for when we're playing these dfs slates so good call i'll have to look a little bit more at that um all right so let's talk a little bit about player props you already threw one out there which i liked i'm actually trying to look at it right now you said 28.5 on the points and rebounds for julius randall you got the over there is that correct yeah that's correct all right yeah i like that a lot i'm gonna have to go find that as soon as we get out of here and uh, and lock that in um but let's talk a little bit about thrive if you guys aren't on thrive thrivefantasy.com that is the place to go to download the app and to play these games and what you're going to do is you're going to go into those tournaments you're going to spend 20 bucks you can get first you're going to win a thousand dollars and then you'll be like dang balla blah dollar bills y'all um but now we got some uh, 20 different player props out there to choose from them, you choose 10 of them and the best uh, score at the end of the year. Uh, night wins and you win that money. So uh, I've got a few that I do like, Kenny, that were off that site. I've got Luka Doncic over 42.5 points rebound and rebounds. Uh, and That's 100 points to win that. And, again, it's just Luka against the Clippers. You already mentioned that you could have, you know, somewhere in that 55 to 60 PRA range. So I think 42.5 points and rebounds is not out of the question. Did you get a chance to look at some of these thrive plays?
1: Yeah, I did. And I actually um, like two of them. Um, mm-hmm. you already mentioned one of them, so I'm gonna <laughs> okay. give you a different one. <laughs> but um, let's see, the other one I had was um Clarkson over seventeen point five points. Um, like I said earlier, it's the Knicks. They give a point cigar, real life and fantasy. So that should be a good spot for him if you um if you don't have a blowout in mm-hmm. <laughs> Then um, the second one I'm going to throw out is actually Valanchunas over 10.5 rebounds. Um, Like I said earlier, I feel like this is a good little game environment for him, more so on the points end than the rebounds. But when he's out there, he's going to get you
0: rebounds, especially if
1: Zion's out.
0: Yeah, especially if Zion's out. I love that play. That's a great play. Um, I've got some Paul George uh, at over nine and a half rebounds and assists. I feel like that's kind of a free square here. Again, this, uh, you know, Luca versus the LAC uh, Clippers is going to be just a a game that's got a lot of bad blood in it. Uh, A little bit of history between these two teams. I like Paul George to show out here and have a decent game. Uh so I think nine and a half rebounds and assists is pretty pretty achievable, but that's only 85 points, but I think you can lock that in. I also like Jalen Brunson over 29.5 points, rebounds, and assists. I think this is another good spot here for, for this guard. Um and I think uh, you know, I mean I like uh, Julius Randle in this in this matchup too. I think it's gonna be a higher scoring affair than what the books have it at. So I do like that over. Um I also like uh, Kevin Durant over 31 and a half points against Sacramento Kings. I mean, he's been winding in, up in the 27, 28, 29-point range, but I think this is the one where he goes and he puts up a 35, 36-burger. Uh, it's 110 points for that once you're getting plus odds, basically. And, you know, as long as the Kings can keep it close, and I think they will. I think the Kings and Nets are pretty much the same level. Uh, then I think uh, Kevin Durant's going to be on the floor a whole lot. He's going to score a whole lot of points. I uh, also like DeMontis Sabonis, over 11.5 rebounds. That's 95 points also, especially if there's no Nicholas Claxton, uh, which we've already talked about. But, uh, you know, I still think he's got a decent chance to hit this even if Claxton plays. Um, just going to be the biggest guy, the most powerful guy in the court. Uh, no one can really handle him there, so I like it a lot. And last one I'm going to throw out there is De'Aaron Fox over 35 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. I know these are all overs, which is, you know, one of them, a few of them are probably not going to hit. But I do like, uh, again, De'Aaron Fox having a good season so far, just absolutely killing it. Uh, I think this is going to be a really, uh, really good game, really fun game back and forth. Got a lot of interest in this Brooklyn Nets and, and uh, Kings game. So uh, looking for a high scoring affair. And that's basically it. So that's it. That's gonna do it for us, Kenny. I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at BSBP. Keith and Kenny, where can people go follow you, man? Well, you can follow me at Twitter
1: on at Orange DFS. And I'm always talking about some
0: form of basketball. Yeah, I liked your uh, your uh, Euroleague uh, calls out there. I know you know you, you, I don't really pay attention to it too much, but uh you do happen to have a lot of those calls here for us. Uh, anyone that's got the DFS pass or wager pass gets access to them, So definitely go sign up for them and uh, get on kenny's calls but yeah that's gonna do it for us guys wherever you're listening please subscribe please leave us a review until next time go get that money